Hey, hey, people. So, oh, damn it, I can't use that. that. That's copyright. Hey, everybody, welcome to the cast. This episode is a particular favorite of mine. I have Marco with me, one of our concept artists, and he sheds a decent amount of light as to what the creative process is like behind Ember Sword, what got him to the team, what his background is, all the usual meet the team stuff. What makes this especially special, <laughs> for me, is the latter part where we discuss Marco's personal life. You might want to stick around for that one. The man is from Romania, lived for 21 years in England, and he has some <laughs> great stories to tell. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, like I mentioned, we are here with Marco, and this is going to be a treat. So, without further ado, let's dive right in. Please introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what your position is, and what your background is. Uh, hi guys, uh, my name is Marco, and I am a concept artist at a studio in Romania called Edgeflow for Embersword. Awesome. So, what is your what is your gaming background? How did you come to work on Embersword? How uh, how did the journey take you to Embersword, rather? Um, journey to Embersword. Basically, uh, I was. Uh, basically working with a, another friend of mine that uh, had a, a friend at the studio here and uh, he said uh, you know uh, this guy's um, pretty um, <laughs> into his game so I think he would appreciate uh, the, the work that you guys do here um, you know and uh, one thing led to another spoke to uh to the guys here um showed them some uh, my concept art they did for other games and um yeah the rest is history awesome so what is what is your background actually like how did you come to to work on games how did you get to concept arting artisting i guess yeah um well uh, always as a kid i used to uh, <laughs> i still have art i mean my mom uh, she was an artist so that kind of uh, pushed oh, nice. me towards towards uh yeah um she was a very tough eastern european uh critiquer i'd say <laughs> basically she, while i was doing any type of art she was to uh, you know just uh, walk by and say ah yep that arm's broken yeah that that doesn't that doesn't work you need to redo what? that yeah awesome. that's how she uh that's how she operated. <laughs> so um, basically, yeah, from that, and then I um, uh, just kept to going. Uh, and uh, my love and passion for for games led me to doing more fan art and uh, concepts and just creating stuff, which landed uh, to here. So you you mentioned Eastern European. Where are you originally from? I'm I'm Romanian. Yeah, I awesome. moved. Uh, yeah, I moved to England when I was seven and lived there for 21 years and actually forgot Romanian. I had to relearn it. Really? Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was. <laughs> <laughs> so um, besides Ember Sword, what are, is there anything people might know that you've worked on? Any interesting projects in your build-up to working with us? Um, not really. I've actually worked quite a lot in the gambling industry, creating really? games for yeah, <laughs> yeah, create, creating uh, creating visuals uh, for uh, and, and animations for uh, online um, gambling games. Yeah, God, was that soul crushing? I know that's a uh, blunt question, but a friend of mine <laughs> works in the same field, and he he has some stories, man. Uh, I wouldn't say it's soul crushing. I mean, like to be honest with you, I had 
I had the, the shiny end of the stick, I'd say, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to do all of the visuals and the cool animations and features and stuff. So it wasn't too bad. The soul crushing part was when people made me aware of what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Basically, you know, like uh, moral questionings, like, well, <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it was, it was fun to an extent. I, I learned a lot, so I can't, I can't really uh, say that uh, I regret that part of the journey. Still, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, glad to know that at least somebody I know didn't have a completely monstrous experience in that industry. Um, so, coming back to Ember Sword, actually, what people are here for, um, you, alongside many of the artists, are responsible for creating the world of Ember Sword. So. What is your vision of Ember Sword? Um, Vision-wise, I mean, obviously it's an MMO, and uh, we want to uh, get as, as, as much content and features and mechanics as we can, and we can get into huge uh, creative spirals. So, um, but uh, um, we just want to make it, you know, uh, as gamers for gamers. Really, we 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 want it to to feel. Um, feel fun we've got a bunch of mechanics that are quite revolutionary um that i cannot disclose really <laughs> yet <laughs> because others just ruin it um but uh, they are pretty cool to be honest with you it adds a lot of uh, um skill and um actual input and immersion which is uh which is what we're really all about we, we want to you know gamers uh building and creating for gamers that's uh, that's the main I'd say the the main uh, vision for what we want to um, to make. I'm actually curious. First off, really good answer. Second, um, since the setting is is very um, unique, what what freedoms does the setting of Ember Sword allow you as an artist? Because it's you know it's it's features elements of fantasy. It also features like elements of technology. It must be inspiring almost to work on something that's so diverse. Yeah, um, it's really inspiring. I mean, it, it can become creatively overwhelming. Really? So yeah, because you've got so much content that you could put in there, and you really have to like you know like like throttle back a little bit, because at the end of the day, you could go, oh my god, this looked really cool with that, and this <laughs> and you could just go absolutely crazy, and it'll just be you know get to that point where you just get lost completely and you've put in something that you think would would be great but it doesn't fit into the universe per se but it's uh it, it uh, like um it's creatively sound so um i don't know you're like oh my god this this creature will be so cool in it but then trying to build it in the specific style it just wouldn't work so you have to you know tone it down a little bit you almost have to rein yourself in then yeah definitely you can go you know you can just go absolutely crazy and just keep adding stuff like oh this is really <laughs> cool and then just creating new mechanics and it's like okay well now the i'm overwhelmed what about the player you know <laughs> we yeah we i mean from everybody i've talked to on the team that seems to be sort of a very prevalent point where uh we we are so we're overflowing with the ideal with <clears throat> ideas almost but we really need to like keep keep on track 
for the sake of somebody actually playing the game someday, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like the, the potential the game has, but you need to have like the the clear. Um, how could I say, like a vision to an extent, like like you were saying, but uh, you know, with guidelines, almost, with flux, yeah, exactly. But with with fluctuating creative nuances, that's what you need. Nice. Um, before we move on to uh, a more you know you focused things, which is always my favorite part of the cast, can you describe what you're working on right now? Just sort of a sneak peek for the folk listening. Yeah, sure. Um, at the moment, I've been uh, quite uh, involved in the, the NPCs and creatures of Emberzord. Um, and <laughs> I'm working on some cave-dwelling folk. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be quite cryptic. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's um, what I want. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and uh, they are they are basically only found in a specific area at the moment of, of the Emberzord world. Um, and, uh, they are, uh, uh, they used to be humans, though. They're humanoid. Um, uh, they're, how could I put it? That they are, uh, relatively ghoul-ish. So, um, yeah, they're, they're pretty interesting. They have, obviously, biomechanical and, um, other type of, uh, technological parts of them. But some of them are semi-sentient, but most of them are, are like, um, drone-ish, so yeah, they have a whole cool backstory to them as well. Oh, damn, dude, you get me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I live for this stuff. Okay, well, that is the mostly Ember Sword-focused part of the cast, and uh, I like for these episodes to also focus on the person behind Ember Sword. Uh, so let's let's dive into you as a person specifically as it relates to video games because you know that's what the people are here for. Sure. What are your top five favorite video games in no particular order? Ah, uh, yes, the dreaded question. <laughs> as many as you can muster. Don't worry, I, I put five in just for you know a guideline. Sure, sure, right. Um, well, the first one I had to like the first one I, I actually ever played was Command and Conquer, like the you know back in. God, this was like 92, first one that came out. I remember playing in Romania. Um, so Command and Conquer, definitely. I'm a big RTS fan. Uh, number two has got to be Max Payne. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, Max Payne was brilliant. When that came out, Jesus, I, I, like, I had to... <laughs> plead <laughs> to my mom <laughs> to get the components for a PC just for it to run because I remember my graphics card was so bad. It was a it was a voodoo at the time. It was a voodoo oh 2, I think. Oh, yeah, they, it was, they it was, come with an awesome uh, box. Where, remember when graphics cards came with like wizards yeah, and shit on them? Yeah, it had, had like, like really cool like graphics on the front and, and some of them were holographic, weren't they? Sweet. Yeah, that, yeah. Was so cool. A really cool name as well, not like RTX or something like that. Um, yeah, so, so there's that, so there's Max Payne, and it was brilliant. Um, have you played Control, actually, speaking of Remedy games? Don't think I have. Maybe it is absolutely I'm not fantastic. Sure. Um, yeah. It's Remedy's newest game. Uh, it used to be in the Epic Game Store, now it's on Steam, so, you know, buying it is mostly okay. Uh, it's probably one of the most interesting games I have played ever. And I, I play a lot of games. It's how can I best describe it? Have you ever read articles by the SCP Foundation? 
cons that I have. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's it's essentially uh, the SCP Foundation is this um, wiki where right. a bunch of creatives got together and created this universe uh, of a fictional foundation that protects humanity from anomalous items, places, what have you. And it's like incredibly well written and it's very almost bureaucratically organized, which makes it uh, very interesting to read because of the sterile tone clashes with the insanity that you're reading. And Control right. is very much inspired by that. And it's by the devs of Max Payne by Remedy. That's cool. So it is bursting at the seams with interesting things to yeah. you know, explore, look at, take in. I, I really highly recommend it. It's also awesome to play, of course, because Remedy. Right, right. No, I have to check that out. Sweet. You, um, you will have to buy another graphics card for that one, too. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't have to ask my mom. Well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> mom! <laughs> um, Please, RTX lighting! <laughs> uh, n- number three. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ah, this is, a, this is a tough one, actually. Actually, they're all tough. Well, number three, tough one. Um, I would say Assassin's Creed 2. Oh hell yeah! I think yeah, everybody dude. loved Assassin's Creed too. Though. Yes, 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 uh, yes. That was a uh, that was the most impressionable. You know, I actually back back then, you know, when it came out, because the first one came out in two thousand seven, didn't it? It did. And yeah. then the second one, I think it was two thousand nine. Yep. I'm not sure. Right. And that back, you know, I'm not much for DLC. Like I'll buy uh, the game, and then I'm already once I've completed, I've already moved on. So, but on on Assassin's Creed two, I actually bought the DLC. Um, which was the the Rome one. I was like, oh my yes. god, I'm gonna get to explore Rome and everything, and it was just brilliant. Yeah. So number three is definitely um, uh, Assassin's Creed Two. I would recommend Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Sorry, sorry to put in again, but the, you are very much on my wavelength when it comes to games. So I'm getting all right. excited. I, um, I got Origins the other day because they said it's like the second one so i haven't installed it yet I've got, I've got this thing going on now because i've got such a backlog of games <laughs> that i have to i have to finish a game before i install another one yeah that's, yeah, uh, yeah. that's the motto that that's actually a very good practice everybody listening please take take note of this it's, <laughs> it's fantastic advice it's 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 it, well it doesn't always work in practice but <laughs> most of the time yeah uh honestly um origins is i've heard really good things about it but Odyssey is the same, but mechanically very much superior. And it features one of the greatest protagonists in gaming, at least in my humble opinion, in Cassandra, right. the female protagonist. I also love ancient huh. Greek stuff ever since God of War. So I, I spent 150 hours in Odyssey. It is yeah. it's great. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I did I did look it up to see uh, uh, what's what. But um, I don't know. I really like Egypt as well. To be honest, the whole... Yeah, you know, setting is is really cool. Ubisoft might be shitlords, but yeah, they they can do yeah. they can do settings like nobody's business. Anyway, number four, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right, so number four is Jedi power battles. Jedi power battles. Yeah. What's that? This is this is That's a uh, PlayStation One game. Oh my god! It's absolutely brilliant. It's I think it came out in two thousand and two. No, two thousand. I think, but the, it was it was after episode one oh, of God. Star Wars, and and yeah, and it was basically like a platformer, um, like a three D platformer that you could play co op, and you had different types of uh, of Jedi, and um, that was absolutely amazing. I rinsed that game <laughs> so much, um, and at the end you could unlock 
um, what's his face, Darth Maul. Oh, sweet! And basically, he was, he, and they all had their own abilities and stuff. And and you can also um, unlock uh, Mace Windu, Yo. but he didn't have his iconic purple lightsaber. He had a blue lightsaber, but he had some cool abilities that stuck with me. I literally had to buy that uh, <laughs> awesome. when uh, um, when I got my PlayStation 2 just to play the um, what's it now? Because it, it, uh, um, it was reverse compatible, wasn't it? So really? um, just to play that as well. Yeah, it was just brilliant. It was awesome. just a brilliant, brilliant game. Yeah. And then number five? Number five would be uh, I don't know. I... <laughs> On the scale here, <laughs> there's loads of MMORPGs that I've played. I mean, and also, I think I'll have to go with Metal Gear Solid. Oh my god, my game. man. Holy shit, now you're talking. <laughs> yeah, that was just so well done. Uh, specifically, just some of the little like mechanics and like little detective um, yes. things you had to do. Like looking on the back of the physical case to, to find get the frequency past puzzles. Yes. Yeah, to find the frequency and then putting the uh, in the second socket of the of the controller, so um, Psycho Octopus couldn't uh, couldn't detect you. Psycho Mantis, sorry. Psycho Octopus, I think, is one of the the is series it? in MGS4. Yeah, I, I can't remember which was Psycho Mantis, isn't it? It's is Psycho Mantis, yes. This is Mantis, that's it. I, I I'm like Rain Man for Metal Gear. <laughs> like I, I have bad episodes when um, I played them relatively late. I actually started with four, and then I just went through all of them in one summer, to the point where uh, <laughs> every mention of Metal Gear would like break my brain, and it would be like that sequence in Metal Gear Solid Two where where everything was just complete nonsense. So. <laughs> One time, I remember I was with my parents somewhere on vacation. I was wearing a foxhound shirt, and my mom made the mistake of like asking me what's foxhound, and I like seized up, and my brain just started conjuring Kojima's nonsense language words <laughs> like nano machines, fox die, yeah. <laughs> things like that. Yeah. I stood stock still for five minutes, just breaking down <laughs> because of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it, it got it got pretty insane. I guess I, I remember me and my friends were playing. And I, actually, this like Resident Evil, I think, is on par as well. The first mm -hmm. Resident Evil, because um, I actually broke my PlayStation. Oh no! With Resident Evil, because <laughs> we were on the last battle with the tyrant, uh, and basically my friend ran into a wall because you know the awkward camera angles of the first resident yeah. evil yeah, yeah he ran into a wall and it was the last boss battle with, with the tyrant when he runs at you so it's before you get the the rocket launcher and fire at him right mm -hmm. and he ran into a wall and the tyrant killed him and i was i don't know i think i was maybe 10 11 i can't remember but i snatched the controller out of his hand and pulled my playstation off the sideboard it flew on the ground <laughs> and from then on it only worked upside down <laughs> i'm not kidding yeah it was unbelievable you beast you <laughs> uh, it was pretty i was i was not the the, the calmest of, of a game was a gamer when i was young no no the, we've all had that moment don't worry yep. i um i had that same thing happen with the final race in need for speed carbon <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Except I beat the Christ out of my PS2 with a pillow. Because <laughs> I had oh, no wow. comprehension of the value of things. It still it's worked. Like a, I annihilated the beating. game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Disc was dead, and my parents, bless their heart, bought me a new copy. I don't know wow. why. To this nice. day, I regret it because I... I feel so terrible for doing that to to a console and to a game. Yeah. <laughs> Baby My parents methods. didn't. Just, they just turn it upside down. It's fine. <laughs> so what is your longest gaming session that you've had? Oh, God. Um, okay, this is like MMORPG territory now. Um, uh, I'd say EVE Online. Oh I don't know. Goodness. Yeah, EVE Online when... Uh, Camping gates, just uh, on hours and hours. It's it's exactly like that meme, you know. It's like I'm gonna go to bed early tonight, and then oh, what's that? De sunlight, <laughs> you know. And it's it was literally just just insane. Um, the amount of hours I spent just either camping gates or roaming around trying to find someone to uh, to pirate because we were we were pir back the first time we played it. It was just like you know. We have pirates, definitely pirates. And then as we <laughs> progressed, finally, uh, uh, we realized that we wanted to do some good in the EVE universe. I don't know. It was just you know, a morale, I guess, <laughs> there. That, that, a, a question of morality there to one point. But also World of Warcraft um, in just, just grinding specifically <laughs> um, for PvP. Because I, I never used to raid i hated raiding it was just too uh, i don't know too too monotone too all planned out mm -hmm. and pvping was just so much more fun so like world pvping and stuff like that and uh, like from the beginning it was just you know playing my friends uh just uh constantly all right let's do another battlegrounds uh let's let's you know raid there those because we used to play on a pvp server mm -hmm. and um, you know it's like rogues were the bane of my existence <laughs> um yeah uh but uh, I, I remember at one point we used to, we had this place called the field of strife which is basically uh it was a field um like corn and everything <laughs> and me and uh me and my friend um who uh, was a hunter we had an 11 minute duel Oh and God. yeah and uh as it was a pvp server i mean you know we could get jumped by horde at any point but the duel took so long that we kind of made it a <laughs> a non-legitimate truce between horde <laughs> and alliance they were just watching us pvp um i remember it took that long because as he was a hunter he had uh his ultimate ability which we called the zoo, which was, uh, I can't remember what, what the specific name was, but it was a five minute cooldown on it, and he called it on me twice. Five so, minutes? Yeah, it's a five minute cooldown. So he called it on me twice, and it was, um, I'll never forget that moment. <laughs> yeah. Is that your fondest gaming memory then? It's one of my fondest, I mean, I have a, a few, but it's one of my, definitely one of my fondest gaming memories. It's, it, it's also that, and uh, um, being at a battleground. And I'm like, oh my god, I just killed all these people. <laughs> you know, this battle, I'm so awesome. And then I realized <laughs> that 
my friend Paymar turns out of nowhere, and like, you know, as a rogue, and he's like, "Yeah, you didn't kill them on your own," <laughs> you know. And then uh, <laughs> Paz turns up as a hunter, he's just like, "Yep, no, we're all here," <laughs> you know. Like I had uh, I had Dan who was healing, and then. Uh, the rest just all, all actually just came out of nowhere. <laughs> but I was so entranced that uh, I thought I, I did everything on my own when, uh, in fact, they were actually protecting me from dying. Awesome. So switching gears a bit before I let you go. Um, you are from Eastern Europe, and whenever yep. I have somebody who has moved around a bit, I love to ask them questions about any, any tales of their experiences in you know, in foreign countries or in Eastern Europe, whichever the, whichever comes to mind. Right. Yeah. So basically when I moved <laughs> to England, um, my grandparents came over and uh, at, <laughs> at one point um, my granddad, like we had a, we had like a workshop shed in the back garden. And my granddad was like, I, I know I'll just, you know, uh, <laughs> I'll just make some toys and he made me a bow and arrow and a huge two-handed sword what? out of wood. <laughs> yeah. So, so I took that to school. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. Um and uh I uh, my mum my mum was quite shocked when after she sent me to school sorry after my granddad sent me to school because she wasn't at home um and she came back for lunch i was already at home i wasn't <laughs> at school <laughs> and i told her the story that um basically i gave one of my friends the bow <laughs> with arrows by the way he made arrows as well oh and I don't know how I didn't get clocked from the beginning that I had a sword of wood, which were painted, by the way, and um, started, you know, um, dueling kids in the playground um, at eight, half eight in the morning. So I got swiftly, swiftly told to, well, got called to go home. So, um, yeah, so my, my granddad actually didn't even get too far, because I didn't live far away from my uh, primary school at the time. <laughs> it just came and had to get me because I got pretty much, like, got told to go home for the day. <laughs> that is so <laughs> fantastic! I was, yeah, I was literally running around like, you know, like a bush pig, like, running around, like, <laughs> like you know, jumping at kids. It was just radical. It was uh, just so stupid. But you're a kid, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know. Kids are indestructible, who cares? Exactly. Come at me! <laughs> You were the strongest yeah. knight in school. Holy fuck! That's incredible. Being up so much with that sword. No one, no one. I had the reach. You know. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. That's awesome. Oh, oh, that is a fantastic note to end on. So thank you for uh, taking you. the time to participate in this episode. Holy shit! This is an awesome story. Yeah, man, I really enjoyed this. Oh my god. Oh Christ. So yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Marco, for participating. And we will My see blood. you in the next episode. <laughs> uh, take it easy, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Hey, you. You made it to the end. Congratulations. That must mean you like us enough to want more, right? Well, good news. We're all over the internet. Go to embersword.com and subscribe to our newsletter for a chance to play the game early, as well as the latest interesting tidbits on the game and the team. Join our lovely Discord community over at discord.gg slash embersword. 
Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at PlayEmberSword for regular updates on what we're up to. And remember the basics. Drink water, be kind to each other, and spread the word about Ember Sword.